And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everyone, and welcome back once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show on which we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Ann, today we're going to look at a film called Nine, and I think I know why they called it Nine, because... <laughs> Adding up all the Oscars that were won by the people involved in this film, there are nine of them. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that. There's the director, Rob Marshall, mm-hmm. one of the screenwriters, Anthony Minghella, the late mm-hmm. Anthony Minghella, won an Oscar. Sophia Loren, Judy Dench, Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz, and Marion Cotillard all won Oscars, and Daniel Day-Lewis won two. So that makes nine Oscars for nine. There you go. I also forgot to mention the two people in this film who didn't win Oscars yet, Kate Hudson and Stacey Ferguson. You probably know her better as Fergie. And I think that on one level or another, they're all absolutely terrific in this movie. You know, here's the deal with Nine. I saw the revival in 2003 in New York, and the lead in the show was the charismatic Antonio Banderas as Guido, the main character in the Nine. And you know what, Liz? He just knocked my socks off. He also knocked my boots and my hat off, anything else I was wearing. Never even seen you without your hat. (laughs) (laughs) He just has such a magnetic stage presence, and he is a wonderful singer and dancer. Daniel Day-Lewis as Guido in this cinematic version of Nine brings another dimension to the role. He makes Guido more brooding, less accessible, ultimately not quite so dashing, and not quite so charming. And not quite so likable. And not very likable. And boy, does he smoke a lot. Yeah. And I don't mean smolder. I mean he smokes cigarettes yes. and drinks a lot of coffee. Frankly, it becomes a bit of a mystery as to why all these beautiful, glamorous women are so mad about him. It wasn't a mystery when I saw Antonio Banderas play the character. I just felt that Nine left me just a little bit wanting from what I had seen on the stage. Well, perhaps so. However, looking at all these women in this film, and they are all just so beautiful. Sophia Loren looks so gorgeous. Kate Hudson, this is the first time I've ever really liked her in a film. Judy Dench, I have always loved, and she does a good musical number here. Penelope Cruz is incredibly sensual in this movie. And Marion Cotillard, who plays the scorned wife of Guido Luis. Cantini, Mm-hmm. She plays Louisa. Right. She is so lovely and beautiful in this film, and she is so good in this role that she kind of takes the film away from Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, I think, frankly, that Marion Couillard is the best thing in the movie, and I really liked what she did as this character of Louisa. She also is the only character that has two musical numbers, so she has a little bit of an edge on the other ladies. <laughs> right. But I believe that the way she portrays this character, she is the real deal, and I felt that the other actresses were playing at being actresses. They were playing a little bit at being these characters rather than becoming them. And so, in a sense, I felt they were being a little bit plastic, whereas she was the real deal. Well, especially with Fergie and Kate Hudson, I thought they were great in their musical numbers. I had no idea, first of all, that Kate Hudson could do anything like this. She danced wonderfully. She sang pretty well. well she is Goldie Hawn's daughter, so well, she is a she singer is. and dancer. Oh, yes. And Fergie is not in my radar range. Mm-hmm. Big voice. 
Yes, terrific voice. Mm-hmm. She plays kind of a sleazy Italian prostitute, and she does what I think is the best musical number in the film called Be Italian. It is staged so creatively, and Rob Marshall won an Oscar for doing Chicago several years ago, mm-hmm. and he did it the same way, basically. He reimagined what he had seen on the stage. And I think that he did the same thing with Nine. I loved his direction. Well, here's my beef with Rob Marshall's work in this film. Mm -hmm. This movie is to be about a director of film who is searching desperately to find a premise and a script for the ninth movie of his career. All of the musical sequences are conceived by Rob Marshall to be stage pieces not cinematic pieces. I would have thought that Rob Marshall would have gone back, looked at Hollywood musicals, and reimagined each one of those musical numbers to parody or at least be an homage to Hollywood musicals. That, to me, was a serious flaw in the film. This is a filmic version of the stage play, and I don't think that works. I don't think that serves the concept right and correctly. That's interesting, Anne. I don't completely agree with it. I think that Somehow, for me, Rob Marshall was able to break the fourth wall, so to speak, and I felt very much like I was in it. But that's not a filmic. My position here is that it should have been about movies, and instead it was about theater. That was a big mistake for me in terms of this particular version of Nine. Well, I think you're probably right. And of course, when we talk about this story as a movie, let us not forget that the original by Fellini, Eight and a Half, is probably one of the 10 best movies of all time. Sure. It is astonishing to watch. But, you know, I think that Daniel Day-Lewis is a very good actor. I believed his pain, Mm -hmm. but I agree with you, I did not believe his tremendous sex appeal. Right. Marion Cotillard is his wife. Penelope Cruz is his mistress. Nicole Kidman, who is a movie star and his mm-hmm. muse. Right. Judy Dench is his best friend. Sophia Loren is basically the ghost of his mother. Mm-hmm. And Kate Hudson is a journalist who comes on to him. That part was written specially for the movie that does not exist in the earlier versions. Right. And, of course, Stacey Ferguson, Fergie, plays a prostitute from when Guido Contini was very, very young. Actually, I think that Fergie's number is probably the most successful in the film. I think it really sets a great tone, and she's quite wonderful, as you pointed out earlier. You know, it sounds like I disliked this film intensely. I really didn't. There are many wonderful moments in the film, and I think that people should go to see it. And then compare it to the original Fellini film, Eight and a Half with Marcello Mastroianni, and I think you will enjoy the musical even more. I find it to be sporadically entertaining. I think Nine is inconsistent, but I think it's an amusement that coulda, woulda, shoulda been better with some retooling. I think a better film that covers much of this same material, by the way, is Bob Fosse's All That Jazz. That was a brilliant, dark piece of filmmaking. All That Jazz was a classic. So even for all of that, and because I think we need kitschy musicals that dazzle audiences, and remind all of us of Hollywood's golden days. Nine gets a pale, pale, pale green light.
Well, I'm going to give it a green light also. It's not nearly as pale as yours is. I enjoyed it thoroughly, maybe because I had such a wonderful time looking at all these I'm sure you did. <laughs> really beautiful, beautiful women. And I have to say that because of the dancing, there is no nudity in this film. There are no scenes of people thrashing around in bed. It's the sexiest movie I've ever seen. And I just couldn't stop watching it. And I will see it again and again because... You think the girls in Nine get ten? You betcha. Okay. You betcha. So, two green lights for nine. Directed by Rob Marshall, written by Michael Tolkien and the late Anthony Minghella, and starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Marion Cotillard, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, Judy Dench, Kate Hudson, Sophia Loren, and Fergie. Nine gets two green lights. Well, we're going to come back again with another one. I look forward to more green lights because... I think we both had a good time watching this film, even for different reasons, Anne. Mm -hmm. So until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Anne Elder. And Greenlight hopes that we're going to run into all of you enjoying and looking and listening and tapping your feet at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.